Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ask Jamine. I'm Nikki Willis, and I'm Jamine. And today we have a host of questions that um, our clients and customers have been asking us, and we're just gonna get right into it. All right, you ready? Let's go. So this week has been interesting to say the least. Uh, I feel like we're like this week we're in full spring mode mm -hmm. and we have been very, very busy working with and for our clients. And it's been fun because I'm now on the realtor side. So this is my first year as a realtor and and understanding all the things that go into how we serve you. And it's been cool. It's been challenging, but it's been cool. I still um, need you to coordinate though. Oh, I still know. need to coordinate you. I know, I still yeah. write, I'll still write your contracts, it's fine. I'll have your people call my people. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Okay, so, but in that, in that we've had um, started to ramp up and we've started to get busy and we've been getting more questions from you all so we wanted to compile those questions and put them in this video and we've got everything from um you know putting your rental property in llc to hey i really don't like my realtor to um you know should i what should i do with the actual loan amount that i have so let's get into that right now you ready babe yeah all right first question if I don't use my full loan amount on a home purchase, can I use the rest of the money on improvements to the house? That's a, it's a good question. It's a question that people ask me actually a lot, like more often is people think like if I'm pre-approved for 300,000, if I only buy a house for 280, mm -hmm. can I use what can the I do with the 20,000? Yeah. Fix up? Um, unfortunately, it doesn't work like that with uh, mortgages. Okay. So mortgages is a specific uh, loan amount to cover the purchase price of the house. Um, the only exception of that is if you get what's called a FHA 203K loan. So okay. in that case, they give you money to buy the house and they give you money to fix it up. So if you pre-approve for 300,000 and you find a house for 250 okay. and it needs $50,000 worth of work, they give you money to buy the house and to fix it up. So in that okay. case, you can use, um, as long as you stay under that 300,000, you can use that. But for the most part, if it's FHA, conventional, VA, the money that you get is the purchase price of the house you can't um, use the difference for um, appliances or fix yeah. up or furniture or right. anything else like that so it's a little bit different than like a line of credit line of credit you can use it as you please or if you get like a personal loan or right. a credit card or something like that you can you know if you have it's not like a student loan like back in the day when you right. have student loans they just well you can pay that rent you can do all that stuff with that student loan but yeah, yeah that's that's good information to know tell us uh, what specifically that loan is called again? The FHA 203K. 
FHA203K. So yeah. if you have a question about that, it would be great to ask your loan officer um, if they have access to that program or if they can explain that a little bit more to you. Yeah, that's okay. actually good um, because we have low inventory and mm. it is a lot of competition. So you mm -hmm. might want to consider that because you may be looking at a house that needs some work right? and it may not pass FHA or past VA in the condition that it's in, mm -hmm. but if you do the FHA 203K, mm -hmm. that may be an option for you to buy something that needs work because you can do, use that program and that loan mm -hmm. option to buy the house and fix it up. Good to know. Major okay. Key. Come on, Major ask Jameen, giving wisdom. I'm loving this. Okay, next question. Mm -hmm. What's better? We've had this question. What is better, an FHA mortgage or a conventional mortgage? Better is one of those terms that's very, uh, it's, like, a, it's huh? like an endangered species, uh. Uh, especially if you're a realtor. So I can't really say if FHA or conventional is better. Okay. I can tell you the advantages and disadvantages of FHA versus conventional. Okay. So um, it's a lot different because it's 220 to 21 right, right now. But actually back in the day, and even now, uh, some um, older people or people that are not familiar with all loan products, they thought that um, there were more fees associated if they took a contract that was FHA versus conventional, mm -hmm. which is not necessarily true. Okay. Um, so conventional is what you would say the the what most people are used to, okay, or the ordinary. Um, so people used to think that, oh, if I go conventional, I have to put 20% down, mm. which is also not true. Um, actually there's a conventional program where you can put 3% down okay. and with FHA, you have to put three and a half percent down. Right. So, okay. uh, for the most part, um, FHA requires a lower down payment, but mm -hmm. there is a program where you only have to put 3% down with conventional. Okay. The difference between the FHA and the conventional is you don't have to pay private mortgage insurance with a conventional um, mortgage versus FHA. Um, so that's kind of the difference. It's not necessarily better or worse. Okay. It's just what people, more people are used to. More people are used to conventional versus FHA, um, but more people opt for FHA than conventional because of the lower down payment. So gotcha. um, it's not necessarily better or worse. It's just my favorite answer is your particular situation. It just depends. <laughs> yeah, it depends <laughs> on your particular situation. So um, it's not really better or worse um, as far as like when you write a contract. Okay. If you just look at historical data, um, people are more familiar or used to conventional loans. But again, it's 2021. Yep millions of people buy houses with uh, FHA mortgages. So true. Yeah. And um, we have access to some really amazing loan officers that are very knowledgeable about these programs. So give us a call, um, head to our website. You can either call us at 702-249-9061, uh, visit our website at thewillisteamlv.com and we will send you to um, the loan officers that we know that are very, very knowledgeable. And we also have talked about this before. So mm -hmm. I'm going to post that specific video 
about FHA versus conventional mortgages, you can look at that in the description below. Which you should be reading <laughs> yeah. when you subscribe. When you subscribe and when you like this video. If you have a question, also, by the way, if you have a question, go ahead and put it in the comments. We love reading your questions. We love um, answering your questions. And that question might end up on this podcast. So um, definitely make sure you do that. Next question. All right. All right. If I sign a brokerage agreement to work with an agent, but I don't want to work with them anymore, can I get out of the contract? So this has been coming up too. Um, so I want to answer the question and I also want to put in my two cents okay. um, too. So a, broker, a brokerage agreement, a buyer brokerage agreement is basically a written agreement saying, you've agreed to work with a particular realtor or a particular person and you've given a written commitment to them. Yes. Um, that's better than just having an oral um, agreement or oral um, commitment to working with a realtor. Unfortunately, even though it's an agreement, it doesn't hold a lot of weight. One, because when people sign a buyer brokerage agreement, us realtors seldom um, take a, any fee or compensation upfront to represent a buyer in a transaction. Right. Um, so there's no loss of, uh, there's no monetary loss if they, you know, break that contract. Right. Um, it's good to have because you have something written saying this person has agreed to work with um, you or us as realtors. Um, but unfortunately, it doesn't hold a lot of weight. So if that person becomes unhappy and they sign a buyer brokerage agreement, they can send an email saying, hey, I want to cancel the agreement right, and they can get out of the agreement. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, duties owed or agency disclosure protects realtors um, transaction to transaction. So a duties owed or agency disclosure is only good from property to property. Mm -hmm. So if you show somebody a house and you have a duty zone or an agency disclosure that protects you that's only from house to house. So if right. you write another contract with another agent, it's free game. Exactly. Um, right now, because it's low inventory and buyers get Let's talk about because it. they have to write multiple contracts. Let's talk about sometimes it. Sometimes they think it's the realtor that they're working with when it's really just, just the inventory, it's just the inventory. guys. It's the way, it's it's the the way the market right is. Yes. Um, so your agent can be doing an excellent job of finding properties, writing contracts, negotiating for you. It's just there's so much competition out there and so little so inventory. True. People are writing contracts on the same houses. And a, it's it's understandable that a buyer can get frustrated yes. and think that it's the realtor and want to make a change. But a lot of times, uh, you actually don't want to upset a realtor that's working hard for you basically for free until they get an accepted contract Yes. Um, because it's tough for buyers and it's also tough for buyers agents representing a realtor <laughs> right now. So yes. if you're a realtor, unless your realtor is doing something extremely um, that you're just not pleased with, um, you have to be patient with buying a house right now and you have to be patient with the realtor that you're working with because so um, as realtors, we work hard to get you an accepted contract, especially in this market. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a separate podcast on that as well, yeah. mm -hmm. um, talking about working with multiple 
agents is that okay uh, talking about you know if I'm if you're really not pleased what you can do so I'm gonna put that in the description below as well and maybe one of those tag things if I can figure it out mm -hmm. yeah one of those tag things i'll put it here and i'll point up here just in case i put it up there too <laughs> you'll figure it yeah out. i'll figure it out i'll figure it out um but yeah we have resources about that as well so check it out and um, let's go to the, the fourth question okay all right fourth question now this is about income property rental property mm -hmm. all right should i put my rental property in an llc or a trust okay so with rental property the reason why you want to put it in an LLC or a trust is you don't want to have your personal um, name on a rental property because if somebody tries to sue you, mm -hmm. they can come after all of your assets if the property is in your personal name. So they can come after you. Yeah. And LLC is like a different person. It's a separate person. It's a separate, a separate entity. entity yes. So they can only come after the assets of that entity. That's right. Okay. So that's the first thing. Second thing with a trust, a trust is basically something written out mm -hmm. specifying what you want done with the property in case you die your wife dies um how it gets passed on so how your assets gets passed on uh an llc can be in a trust um but if you put a property in a trust there's no arguing or fighting over assets or who gets the house right. and probate and dealing with all the things like that mm -hmm. so from a a business entrepreneur standpoint um you want to put your property in an llc if you just have one you know rental property or one primary residence uh, or something like that you might want to go the trust route okay. um but if you have a bunch of a big portfolio of properties you probably want that in the llc mm -hmm. and that llc will be in some trust but if you just have one or two rental properties probably better for you to just put it in a trust okay mm -hmm. good stuff um we do help investors uh, jay is our investor uh what's the word i'm looking for guru okay investor expert guru is getting kind of played oh, okay expert. I, thought I, appreciate it. I appreciate it but he specializes in investing um specializes in helping investors build their portfolio so if you have a question for him um if you want uh us to go and look at your property or even um help you with your property management give us a call 702-249-9061 or send us an email at the willis team lv at gmail.com all right last question you ready okay. here we go no this is one more okay we had a lot of questions this week yeah we were pretty busy all right are foreclosures still a good deal absolutely not. Mm. <laughs> no no <laughs> so foreclosures are extremely low right now yes um, so foreclosures are about maybe 1% of our current market right now. Not a lot of people are currently getting foreclosed on right now. Um, we do expect that to see 
see that go up a little bit right. um, as the moratoriums are lifted and people's forbearances in mm -hmm. even though there's a lot of help and a lot of options out for people some people just don't take advantage of the help sure. or the options and things will go to foreclosure um but back when we had um 2008-2009 happened the mm -hmm. bank started to um not just put properties on the market in really bad shape. The bank started mm -hmm. to go in and clean up the properties, rekey the properties. In some instances, they would paint and uh, put new carpet in so that mm -hmm. they could get more money because when they foreclose on somebody, it costs money to foreclose on somebody. Yeah. And then when they sold the property, a lot of times they weren't um, recouping all of the money. Yeah, they were just selling as is. is. So banks yeah. actually got smart. They start hiring people and uh, uh, vendors to go in and fix up properties, and they start selling them closer to market value. Right. Where it wasn't like oh, foreclosure back in the day in the eighties and even the early nineties, the foreclosure was like a good deal, a big difference between market yeah, value. Yeah, had a nice big spread on it. Yeah. And now banks are going to they're fixing up the properties, right? And they're putting them way closer to market value. So foreclosures mm -hmm. are not the great deal that they were back in the day um and it's not that many of them either so yeah. um, foreclosures are they can be a good deal because they deter some people who don't want to buy stuff that need some work or yeah. you True. don't know the history of it because a bank owns it versus an individual True. it can be a good deal but it's definitely not the big deal great deal uh, on foreclosures like back in the day yeah. Yeah. So it's not the same. Foreclosure is a totally different ballgame now. Yep. I would definitely agree. Especially like we said earlier, there's a seller's market. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you could put something up that could be facing foreclosure, but with the multiple offers that a person could get, um, you know, with um, offers over asking. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes, you know, tens of thousands over asking. Sometimes they don't even have to go that route. So, oh, yeah, one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. Um, didn't mean to cut you off, but another thing that banks do is they make uh, the listing agent or the homeowner leave a property on the market for like at least five days before they even consider offer. So, before you used to be able to put an offer in and get an offer accepted yes. real quick on a foreclosure. That's now, so true. they leave it on the market to try to get as much as they can. That's right. Um, so, they won't even accept the offer in most. Most banks are about five days before yeah. they um, even consider an offer. Even if consider looking at offers. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. so true. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you're talking, you got five days for tons of people to go through the property and um, build lots of interest and all that stuff. So, yeah, foreclosures have definitely changed in the past 10 years. Yeah, it's it can a be a good deal, but definitely not like they were back in the day. Not at all. So true. Well, folks, you heard it right here on Ask John Mean. All the questions that you have, we are answering. Um, all your real estate questions, we are answering. So make sure you like, make sure you subscribe to this channel. And if you so happen to be looking for a property in the Las Vegas area, we would love to assist you. 
head over to the willisteamlv.com. You can register there and we will contact you. We will help you um, sell your home. We'll help you purchase a home. We'll help you manage a home or a property or multiple properties. You can also give us a call at 702-249-9061. Well guys, thanks so much for joining us this week. I'm Nikki, this is John Bean, and we will see you next time. Bye. Yep, that's not gonna that's not gonna be a thing. Mm -mm. That's not no, no mm -mm. that's not that's not gonna be a thing. No.